today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. Partly because I think I went to work at 9 or 10, and then I came home around 7. So in my mind, I'm working the whole time. Where I'm not really working the whole time, I'm managing the office a little bit. I'm being inefficient with my time, which means I'm stopping, I'm taking a phone call, I'm getting back to the work I'm doing, I'm stopping because someone asked me a question. And with tracking time, I got to the point where I started blocking and saying, I'm not available. Take messages. Between this time and that time, I'm not available for phone calls. I will do phone calls from this time to that time. And, and just tracking that gave me the gift of time blocking where I started automatically becoming more. Welcome to another episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. I'm really excited for you to meet my guests today. I want to explain a few things about this episode. So all this week in my Facebook community, The All-In Entrepreneur, I am doing a five-part interview series called The Most Important Thing Interview Series. So last week, I had a free five-day live stream event. And in that event, I told you the five most important things that I do in my business, and I gave you examples, tangible actions of how you can do these same five things in your business. Well, I'm taking that deeper this week, and I'm interviewing five different women, all of them clients of mine, and they're going to each take one of the five most important things and tell you how that thing and how my most important thing process changed their business and changed their life in ways they were not able to ever anticipate. And they're breaking it down so you know the actual tangible steps and actions that they took and how you can do the same in your business. It is an incredible interview series. You will not want to miss it. Now, by the time you're hearing this on my podcast, it's already Thursday. So I've already been doing this interview series, but that's okay because all of the interviews are pinned as an announcement in the All In Entrepreneur Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group or you're not a Facebook person, Go ahead and email me at feedback at readamamedoit.com. Let me know and I will send you links or I will send you the videos to the interview series so you can watch them as well because these are a do not miss. We are talking to women that have built seven-figure, multiple six-figure businesses who went from working 60 hours a week to working only 25 hours a week and surpassing all of their goals. We're talking about getting in front of the right audience. We're talking about community building, and we're talking about doing it all in a way that supports your life allows you to make a great impact and have more fun. So again, a must not miss. But what you're listening to today is interview number one of five. I'm interviewing my client, Deepa, who is an accountant and a money coach for women entrepreneurs. And Deepa is telling you how doing what I shared with you last week, treating time as her most important asset, changed her entire life. She went from working 60, 70, 80 hours a week to working 25 hours a week. She went went from hitting like a revenue ceiling of around seven figures to making multiple seven figures in her business. She went from doing work she didn't love to working with her ideal clients. And then in her life, she has manifested her ideal home. She has manifested more time with her children. She has manifested more time with her husband. And it's all from this one decision to treat time 
as the most important asset in her business and life. But she's not just telling you that. She's telling you how she did it, tangible actions that she took, and you can do these same things in yours to realize big results. Whatever your results that you want, you can realize those from doing these same things. So I can't wait for you to listen If you love this, you're going to want to go catch all the others. And next week, I am continuing it with a second interview series where we're going to go even deeper into these, talking to clients that were in my program, The Most Important Thing, and how they utilize these same concepts to reach their goals, just the information delivered to them in a different way. And I think you're really going to love them. Of course, prizes every day because I wouldn't be Rita if I didn't give away prizes. And if you love everything you're hearing and you know you want all of this to be true for you, you are definitely going to want to sign up for my program, The Most Important Thing. So that program starts October 5th. Registration closes on October 2nd. But here's the important part because it's Thursday the 24th when you're listening to this, most likely, or at least it's Thursday the 24th when this comes out. Tomorrow is the last day for the early bird bonus. And the early bird bonus are two group coaching sessions, inclusion in the two group coaching sessions. As you will hear next week from the participants, those were game changers for them. You will not want to be excluded from those group sessions. So if you're thinking about the program, if you're like, look, I got to have Rita's most important thing process. I need to get more by doing less. I need to focus only on what matters. I need to say no to everything else. I need to live my life. I need to support everything that's swirling around in my world right now, but I need my business to thrive and I'm ready to make it happen. Then go sign up for that program and get the early bird bonus, okay? The program is incredible. I'm putting a link to it in the show notes, but here's the bullet point. You're going to learn the five most important things to do. You're going to say yes to those and no to everything else so that you have more time for your life, but you're getting more results in your business. It is, yes, a combination of like a course and group coaching, and it has personalized tracks just for you and access to me to get all of your coaching questions answered and a thriving community. I mean, this community, you're going to meet most of the members next week. It is incredible. You're going to want to be a part of it. So anyway, enough about that. I want you to meet Deepa. Listen to her story. It's just going to make you go, I need to start doing this immediately. And then feel free to hit me back with any feedback at feedback at readamamedoit.com. I would love to know, do you have any questions for Deepa? I will pass them on to her because sometimes it can be so inspiring. And then when you go to put this into practice, you're kind of like, how do I do it? So feel free to email me and I will catch you next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because Because of Rita, Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita business strategist, speaker, and success coach, also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and vlogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real.
Hello. Hi, Deepa. Hey, Rita. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me today. I always enjoy talking to you. We've done this once before, a couple of months ago, but like, I'm really excited to talk to you now because there, there are updates that have happened just in the past couple of months. I think the last time that we did a, a live stream like this was May, and there have been some pretty big changes since May. So I'm really excited to talk to you. So guys, so just so you know, real quickly, like um, who this is, right? In addition to being my quiet, right? Deepa is an accountant and a money coach for women entrepre- or entrepreneurs in general, not even just women entrepreneurs, but like entrepreneurs in general, focus on women entrepreneurs. And so she really understands what it's like to want to grow your business. She understands the reality of the tug between working in your business and working on your business. She understands all of the constraints that you guys are feeling every single day, all of the stories that are playing in your head about what's holding you back and why you're not getting to the next level and what you need to do versus what somebody else is doing. And so I just wanted to throw that out there. She is you. She understands you. And and that's why this is so valuable. So when when Deepa came to me, so Deepa, when you came to me to hire me, I so I went back through some of our earlier conversations, right? And when you when you came to hire me, you were very adamant that what you needed to get to the next level were processes and procedures. Like you wanted an onboarding procedure. You wanted like some client organization procedure. You wanted some standard operating procedures. And you were like, if I have these standard operating procedures, this is what's going to get me to the next level. Right. And we started working together at the, like around the beginning of the year. I don't think we've talked yet about standard operating procedures or your onboarding process or anything, but yet you have had a huge movement in your business. You've had like extreme growth, right? So the truth, the truth was that you were like, you were just kind of what everybody is when they come to me for the most part, focused on the wrong things, right? (laughs) To grow your business, to take it to the next level. And that created certain truths for you. So I'm going to lay out the truths. And then this is what I want to dive into you about, right? So guys, for everybody who's watching, here were the truths that Deepa came to me with. These were her absolute truths at the time. I love what I'm doing. I just need it to be streamlined. Like if it just felt a little cleaner and a little more streamlined, then I'll feel better about it. But I love every single thing that I'm doing in my business, right? Number two, I have to work 60 hours a week. There's no way there. This is what she she said, Rita, there's no way that I can get done what I need to get done and reach the level of business that I want to reach, which at the time was going from six figures to seven figures. And she's like, there's no way I can get there without working at least 60 hours a week. I just need that to be more efficient. So I need the time that I'm going to be working to be more efficient. And then she's like, look, I am supporting my life. I am pri- prioritizing my life. I am doing that. I just need a little bit more free time with a team or something so I can enjoy it a little more. But yeah, my business is all about supporting my life, right? So these were the th- these were the, the truths that she had when she started working with me. And it's like, cool. So now I just need things to be tightened up a little bit. I just need things to be a little bit better, right? She wanted to grow her business. But the truth was, when we dug into it, as you're going to hear today, she had no room for growth. There was absolutely no room for anything else to land. No more money, no more clients, like no more anything. Like there was just no more room for anything to land. So Deepa, why don't you tell me a little bit about your business at the time that you hired me? Like 
what was going on both in reality and then in your mind? Kind of explain to everybody what your thoughts were around why you hired me. And and then we'll get into like how we started uncovering what your business was really like. Yeah. um, I'm not going to be very accurate with that because my life is so different. I can't really get back into that same mindset that I approached you with. But um, I did. I did think that everything was going well. I just needed a better procedure to make it better. Lies. Those were all lies. Like I, I can't. And I'm, I'm having a really hard time trying to put myself in the shoes of the person who said I need to work 60 hours a week. <laughs> You're like, who? Who is That's that? So right? let's, let's start there. Let's start. There. So guys, this is also really exciting. Just so you know, like I know Deep is really echoey and stuff. She is in her brand new house, which she has yeah. totally manifested with her new mindset that we're going to talk about. And like, She's still moving in. So like furniture's moving in, all of that's moving in, right? But let's start with the time. Let's start with that. Because the first thing out of the gate is I said, cool, we're going to get to processes and procedures and all of that. But I would really like to focus on some of your mindsets, number one being around time. Because as you all know, I believe time is the most important asset to get to the next level of your business. So when people come to me and say, I want to get to the next level, they want to look at their money. They want to look at you know, their team, which is part of time, but they want to look at their strategies or marketing strategy, their sales strategy. They want to look at all of this different stuff. And I'm like, let's just, let's just look at your time. So I told Deepa, I said, I want you to track your time. for me. I just want you for like a week to track your time. Okay. And I found a a conversation, Deepa, where after swearing, you had to work 60 hours a week to make everything happen. You wrote to me after five days of tracking your time. Maybe I don't work as many hours as I thought. 40 hours could be doable. I think 40 hours a week could be doable. But on the same day, guys, on the same very, because I didn't write back. I just let her kind of keep writing. And so on the same day, it went to, you know, it's a busy day. I could have sworn I worked nine and a half hours already, but I've only worked 6.5, right? But my brain made me think I've really worked a nine and a half hour day. Then it became, oh my gosh, Rita. A 12-hour day was just really a seven-hour day. (laughs) Like, I thought that what took 12 hours to do, like, the reality is it only took me seven hours. And then she said, like, the next day, in fact, right, like, what I thought was a 15-hour day when I tracked my time in actuality was just nine hours. And then she, she concluded that by saying, you know, I think 30 hours a week sounds like a possibility, right? This happened within a week of tracking her time. So tell me a little bit about your experience with tracking your time and what that did for you, what data it uncovered, but how it changed your mindset around how you were spending your time. Oh gosh, it's so important to track your time because your brain will tell you things that are false. So I started I started with a lot of resistance because I didn't believe you. And I thought that this is this is nuts because I know that you know this tax return takes me three hours. Uh, no, I didn't know anything. So tracking is prime its key. So once I got started and realized how much of work I actually got done in a two-hour span or a four-hour span, that changed my life because suddenly I realized that I have time for so many other things that I thought I didn't have. So what was so? 
and we're going to talk about that little tricky brain here in a little bit, but what were you certain, like, why were you so certain that you had to be working 60 hours? Like, what did you think your day was really full of? Like, why did you believe that your work really took you, you know, that long to do? Well, that's partly because I think I went to work at nine or 10. And then I came home around seven. So in my mind, I'm working the whole time. Where I'm not really working the whole time, I'm managing the office a little bit. I'm being inefficient with my time, which means I'm stopping, I'm taking a phone call, I'm getting back to the work I'm doing, I'm stopping because someone asked me a question. And with tracking time, I got to the point where I started blocking and saying, I'm not available. Take messages between this time and that time. I'm not available for phone calls. I will do phone calls from this time to that time. And and just tracking that gave me the gift of time blocking where I started automatically becoming more efficient. Yeah. So there's a big difference, guys. And this is something that Deep and I have definitely dug into about feeling productive versus being productive, right? So the feeling productive often comes from like, checking tasks off a list, having your to-do list and crossing things off of them and feeling like, but I'm every minute of the day, I'm consumed by my business, right? I'm consumed by every little aspect of my business. And because of that, right, our brain is like, you are just in your business all the time. So you're working all the time. Like there's not a time you're not working, right? That's the feeling productive. But when you start like pulling back, here's what's happening, right? Most of your time and what we found out with Deepa was that most of her time was spent on two different types of tasks, right? Number one were the thinking tasks. And this is the biggest. So like when you're thinking about your business, there's actually been a scientific study done that your brain cannot distinguish between you thinking about something and then your brain feeling like you did something, right? So if you just think about your business and you think about like, I need to be marketing, I need to be selling. Oh, should I do a course? Oh, let me like, let me, should I get another certification? <laughs> like, what should I do? Like, what should my website look like? What should my, and you're not doing anything other than just thinking about these things. Your brain feels like you had a whole day of work, right? So you can spend an entire day just thinking about your clients, thinking about, issues that have come up with your clients, but not actually interacting with your clients, right? Or taking care of the issues, or you can be thinking about anything. And your brain's going to feel like, well, that was it. You had a full day. <laughs> you had a full day, right? So that was one thing with Deepa was she was thinking a lot about her business. She was thinking about, well, I should be doing this with clients. I should have an onboarding process. I should be doing more of this and less of this. This is stuff team members should be doing, not me. Um, oh, what will get me to the next level? How will I make more money? Right? Like it was all up here, right? Do, do you find that to be true? So do you remember what it was like to just kind of like, always be thinking about your business? And it felt pretty real, right? Like exhausting and overwhelming. I, I kind of do remember that. And it was totally overwhelming. Only now I'm in such a different place. I even got through a major tax deadline with maximum five hours a day worth of work. And yeah, I know I've got that right now, right? Guys, she's an accountant and she got through a maximum like time, like with five day, hours a day, she got through one of the busiest time periods of her business and still grew the business, right? So we're going to, we're definitely going to talk about that. But I want you guys to see, and in the comments, feel free to tell me too, if you're catching this, like how many of you, if you were honest, 
you would admit that the majority of your day might be spent or a good chunk of it might be spent on thinking about your business, right? So I even wrote down what are thinking tasks, right? Thinking tasks include anything where you're consuming and you're learning, right? So that could even be watching this Facebook Live, to be honest. I mean, I appreciate you all, but watching this Facebook Live, right? That's a thinking task. That's a learning task or getting a certification in what you do in your skills. So getting another degree or getting a certification or getting like something to help you actually be the service provider and do what you do. Um, listening to webinars or reading books or reading articles or even doing some of the admin type work, right? That's all like thinking business. That That's all like just planning for the future, dreaming about what your business is going to be like. All of that, those are thinking tasks, right? And, and I would love to know in the comments, how many of you feel like you really spend a good portion of your day on those, right? But then here's the other bucket of tasks that we found that Deepa was doing with her time. These were all non-revenue generating tasks, right? These are tasks that, yes, they technically move your business forward, but they're not immediate revenue generating tasks. Now, this is something that I see with many people who come to me. So I'm really curious in the comments too, if this sounds like you, but these are things like working on your website, writing blogs, creating graphics, creating marketing materials, thinking about a course, thinking about a coaching package, you know, like thinking about all of these things, right? But not actually having a sales call, not actually going out and networking, not actually like doing some follow-up, not actually speaking to a group, not actually, right? But like all of the stuff like uh, that are building pipelines, like being on a podcast or having a podcast or but again, the, the business building activities are those direct. I'm having a sales call. I'm asking you if you want to work with me. I'm like following up with you. I am being the CEO of my business and I'm doing long-term strategic planning and things like that, right? So when you treated your time in this way, Deepa, when you were like really working on non-revenue generating tasks, client work, which is important, but that's still, you know, not immediate revenue building. It's definitely a huge portion of that future money when you do really good client work, right? And these thinking tasks, how many hours were you actually spending in your office? I was definitely spending at least 50 hours in my office thinking I had to. And that was a mistake. I didn't have to. Yeah. And I was sitting there doing all these tasks that you mentioned that didn't really move the needle. And even worse, I was doing a lot of the tasks that my admin staff should have been doing. And that's a whole different story. But that's, and we're going to, so I see that Shay says definitely spending a lot of time on thinking tasks, right? And that's normal. And, and here's the thing you don't even necessarily realize you're doing it because they can be as exhausting and time consuming as actually doing something in your business. So you'll get to the end of the day and you'll really truly feel like you worked a whole day on your business, right? But you really didn't, you just kind of thought about it, right? You thought about your business a lot that day and you're like, but why don't I see results? Why don't I have more clients? Why don't I have more sales? Why? Well, there are only a very few things that will actually give you sales, right? Which is selling and give you clients, which is like asking for the business, right? Everything else is kind of like ancillary to that. Well, one thing that you talked about, Deepa, that I want to talk about was one thing that you said was, look, I have a team and I'm still working 60 hours a week, right? So I I knew after tracking your time, it wasn't just inefficiencies, although that was part of it, right? We definitely worked on time blocking. We worked on like how to eliminate distractions and how to be more efficient and schedule your day, right? 
But there was something more than that because you still had a team, yet you were doing a lot of the tasks that like your team should have been doing, right? And I remember digging in and, and asking you a question. I'm wondering if you remember your, your answer. And guys, you have to understand, this was just a few months ago. This is how big, how quickly a change can happen where Deep is sitting here saying, I don't really remember what all this was like. And this was just a few months ago, right? But do you remember when I said, why do you feel like, what do you think it means about you if you stop working a 40 hour work week, a 50 hour work week, a 60 hour work week? Like, what do you think that that means for you? Do you, about you? Do you remember what you said? I don't remember what I said, but it probably meant something like I'm lazy or something. I don't. Yeah, it was something along those lines, right? Like, this is why I love Basecamp. I, I use a project management system with clients because I, we, all of our conversations are right there. So I can scroll back and remember. This is how I remember. So I'm not like a magic genius where I remember every conversation that we said. But but your answer to that, Deepa, was because then I'm not valuable. <laughs> what value do I actually have if I'm not working? Like, like, am I really valuable to my clients and to my business if what I'm doing can't be done, you know, if it doesn't take as much time as I think, or if I'm not needing to be in the business as much, how important and how valuable am I really to the business, right? Equating the hours you work with the value that you bring, right? And I think that that was one of the biggest changes that I saw in you as you started really stepping into being the CEO and realizing that when you can do more in less time, it's more valuable for your business and more valuable for your clients and more valuable and not less valuable, right? So why do you think you had, you, and you might not even remember, but why did you tie up like, I am valuable because I work 10 hours a day, right? Or I am valuable and important because I am here in the office all day. Like, wh what helped you kind of bust through that? Because I know a lot of people feel I like, and I'm looking at the comments, and I'm curious, how many of you feel like that too? Like, if you only work two hours a day, surely what you do can't be that important. Surely what you do can't be that valuable if it doesn't take you a full day to do it. Or if you're not in the office for a full day, then like that it's wrapped up in your value. Where do you think that that came from? Well, we I grew up with the, you're not going to get anywhere in life unless you work hard. Now, you can interpret that in multiple ways. You can work smart. You can work efficient. I just equated that to a large number of hours. And that's it. So yeah. clueless. So clueless. Yeah. And, I, and corporate America definitely solidifies that too, right? When you come out of college and you kind of get in corporate jobs and you go that route. I mean, it's definitely about you need to be here. You need to be here from nine to six. And if you're not sitting in your chair, then you're obviously not like, contributing to the team. It's about, And when you have a billable hour type of business, right? It's like, no, your value does come from how many hours you put in. And when we carry that over into entrepreneurship, right? That can be... So when you realized, right, that time, I mean, that money was not your most important asset to get to the next level. It wasn't about hiring more team members or it wasn't about... It was about time and really using time efficiently. Now, Tanita's here. Tanita is also like a... a, like a CFO, like an independent contractor where businesses can come in and kind of say, hey, I want you to be the CFO. And she does accounting work as well. So Tanita is in solidarity with you. And Tanita's like, oh my gosh, this is how I feel right now, that I need to be working all the time, that my value is wrapped up in, you know, in the hours that I'm working and, and what I'm doing, right? When you realized, okay, wait a minute, 
looking at time as the most important asset is what's going to get me to the next to the next level. And that means being a CEO, utilizing my team, right? What kinds of changes did you start making in your business? I don't know if I can list them all, but first of all, it it completely changed the way I started thinking about work and how work gets done inside the office. Um, Then I had my team members start keeping track of their time. So now I actually made a list of what I'm going to do and what I don't have to do because I had now I had records of what I was doing and how long it took me to do things. And what I thought took me two hours sometimes only took me 10 minutes. And what I thought took me 10 minutes sometimes took me two hours. And I didn't have that two hours to spare. So that was something to be delegated. Especially it was only supposed to be taking 10 minutes, but for whatever reason, it took me more. That was not for me. And that got delegated. And then the things that I absolutely had to keep on my plate, I did. And then team members started keeping track of their time. And we managed to switch tasks between people. And the whole office just got a complete mindset shift based on time is a valuable resource. I even cut down overtime during September 15th time. So we had zero overtime in the second biggest tax deadline of the year. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Only because we kept track of time. Because you kept track of it, right? And so the biggest unsaid thing, right, that that was happening in conversations with me and Deepa was that Deepa really owned what it meant to be a CEO of her business and not the service provider of her business, right? She was like, I have to be this, if I, if there's going to be a, the difference between being an employee and running your own business is that you have to be the CEO of your business first, right? So how many of you feel like you're the CEO first? Or do you feel like you're the service provider first, right? When we come at our business as I'm the service provider first, and that this is the most important thing I can do for my business, you're going to have full days, 10 hours a day, like no time for anything, feeling like you can't bust through to the next level. You're also going to feel like you can't let go of any work, right? So a lot of what was tied up with Deepa around well, so what's the story if you're only working four hours a week and, and it was wrapped up in our value? A lot of times it's also why we can't delegate work, right? Well, nobody can do it as well as me or like it'll be it'll be longer if somebody else does it because we're tying up again like I'm important. See, I have to be doing these things. Otherwise, I'm not an important person, right? But when we had Deepa really like and she listed out every task she was doing and she highlighted everything that did not absolutely have to be her, right? And then she made a decision to be the CEO and delegate that work. And she, a lot of people say, well, I'll do it after. After I get more clients, after I whatever, then I'll start delegating more work. And I think what Deepa recognized, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is you weren't going to be able to get more work until you delegated some of the stuff that you were doing, right? And so when she delegated it, she became a leader, right? She became a leader of a team. Like she actually stepped into the shoes of the CEO. But then what did that, that then, and I guess I keep thinking of unsaid things because I want to make sure people understand the mind because we talked about the mindset a lot. But in an interview, a lot of times the mindset, and I think the mindset shifts are the most important to have the results, but they're the thing that's not talked about the most, right? You really started honoring and respecting and valuing your time. You started treating your time with respect, you started realizing, like, I need to treat my time well, I need to have a good relationship with time, much as you tell people around a relationship with money, 
right? Like how to have a good and healthy relationship with money. You started doing it with time. So one of the things I love that I want you to talk about this is you started setting boundaries with your clients because we realized that what was taking up a lot of your time was the client work and that feeling of, oh, well, my client said they need this. And so I need to turn this around to them right now, or it's tax time and I have to drop everything and I have to do this, or the client called and there's an emergency. And so I need to like get this done right now. I have to do it and I have to do it and I have to do it right now. Tell me how you started kind of creating boundaries around your time when it came to clients. Yeah. So I've always had an open door policy for clients. Like they can call me whenever and they can email me whenever. That had to stop. So they still called and they still emailed, only it didn't get dealt with right away. So the standard um, operating procedure now was when a client calls, it goes in this spot. And then at such and such time, I will look and return all my messages within this amount of time. Also, to make it one step more efficient, get a two-sentence a summary on why they're calling. So I can call them back with an answer or we're going to be playing phone tag and that's useless. So we, we even took it further and further and then emails got answered twice a day. And I set aside a block and they got answered and that was it. So I didn't have to be rude to clients and say, I'm not going to answer your calls. The procedure just became different. So they still got what they needed, but they didn't get it right away. They got it when I was ready to respond to them. And was there any backlash to that? Did you notice any kind of, or did people just seem to really respect and honor the boundaries? I think they respect me more for having that boundary than for me just to be available all the time. And I think my employees, now my team also respected me more because now I was giving them more directive on exactly what to do instead of leaving it up to them to decide, is this client call important? Is this not important? And you don't know, come tax deadline time. So that took a new spin because, well, there were some clients who've got higher priority than others because they the deadline applied to them. So then at the beginning of every week, we would have a list of high priority clients. If any of these guys call, I need this call right away because I'm working on their stuff. So every week we had a priority list and a message list. And so you just kind of tweak as you go. But those things only got done because we were now giving importance to my time. Yeah. No, I like so I know that a lot of people out there and tell me if you if you're watching, if you've ever heard me tell you check your email twice a day, don't stop checking your email all the time. Turn your phone into airplane mode. You don't need to get all the texts the minute that they come through, right? Like do your have time blocks to your work and communicate. I check my email at this time or that time, right? How many of you hyperventilate when you think about doing that? Because a lot of my clients feel like, but if I do that, if I stop giving that kind of open door policy, that open door service to my clients, then they're going to be angrier. Then I'm not going to be like that top notch service provider. And what happens is you realize, number one, everybody actually feels a little, nobody... Nobody was ever actually expecting you to write back right away anyway. But when you did, right, then it kind of became like the standard, but they weren't really expecting it. And also, like Deepa said, they do respect you more when they're clear containers around how when they can expect to hear from you and how you work. And it makes it sound like my day is busy. I have clients. I have clients to serve. I'm doing my job that you hire me for. When you're available all the time to everybody all the time, they think, well, you must not be busy boy, if I can call you anytime, you must not be busy, right? And so it really does change the value that you have for yourself and the value that other people 
have for you. And so I really want you to see that the boundary setting, I think, was one of the biggest things that Deepa started to do because you were also okay with letting go of clients who were not going to honor or respect your boundaries, right? And that can be a little scary for people. So talk about your mindset around that. How did it become okay to say, I can lose this client. I could lose business. I could let people who don't get in line with this go. What was happening there to allow you to feel okay with that? I smile because that was hard, but we had gotten to the point where my four and a half to five hours allocated time was taken up. And so if I I gave people this time around, I'm going to use the September 15th deadline again. For September 15th, you had to have your work to me by August 15th. If not, I wasn't going to get to it. And I didn't go back and I didn't allow people to buck that deadline. So just the way it was said this time, it was, if I don't have your work, I apologize, I won't be able to get the work done. And that's it. No mothering, no following up, no sending my assistant over to talk to them again and again. Are you going to make the deadline? Are you going to make, no, just one word and that was it. Yeah. So they started, people started getting worried. Oh, wait a second. I'm not hearing back from them. So they really mean what they say. So I feel like fewer words really makes more, more, you know, it makes more of an impact here, but it was just one boundary and that was it. And I was willing to do that because my five hours worth of working time, that was a deal breaker. I was not willing to work five and a half hours. Five hours was it. And this is the second largest deadline of the year. So I shocked myself with how much I stuck to the five hours. I really shocked myself, but I did. And everything went not only smooth, we got a heck of a lot more work done than we normally do around the September 15th. Again, big shocker. We collected more money because we laid boundaries around when people were going to pay because, again, my assistant's time was important. She wasn't going to run around doing collection calls. So we laid down very strict boundaries around how much time she was going to spend. I mean, Rita, this, this whole thing is magical. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm gonna. I want to get to the magic. I'm gonna get to the magic in a minute because there is a lot of magic that has happened since Deepa decided to treat time like the most important asset in in her business and in her life. Really, right? And a lot of times, I'm just gonna keep saying this because I know that so many people are there. That's what we treat as almost like the least important asset, right? Kind of like, oh, well, when I do all of these other things and treat all of this other stuff as more or less important then time will just work out, right? Then I'll just have the time I need. Or the, But when you really say, wait, I have to make decisions around time first and then make choices around that, right? I want you to, so I've, I've written out, like the, if you had to make talking points, right? Number one, Deepa really understood the reality of her time because she tracked it, right? So tracking her time allowed her to see how much time did things really take? How much time, you know, were, were, did it take as long as she thought or did it take longer than she thought? Was she really working as much as she thought she was? And what was she working on? Even if she worked a full day, she could look and see where she really spent her time. And that allowed her to go to the next thing of delegating, right? Like really owning the CEO role and saying being the CEO means sticking to just a few things that I need to do and trusting people to delegate well and trust. And that allowed her to work on the mindset of, when I delegate, then the money will come in. No more money is going to come in until I delegate, right? And I think that's where so many people get stuck with why can't I get to the next level, but I can't get team 
support until I get to the next level. It's like, you're not going to get to the next level until you get the team support, right? Which is what she was, she did. And then with that, right, she set, I think it's really, you make decisions around your time. And one decision she made was, I'm only going to work five hours a day. Like, that's it. That's the decision, right? Now I make choices to support that decision. So a lot of people are like, well, once I, I don't know, make seven figures, <laughs> once I, whatever, then I can work five hours a day, right? And the reality is, if you don't just give yourself five hours a day to work with and make the choices that allow you to work five hours and only five hours and still reach your goals, you're never going to get to a magical spot <laughs> where you can work. Five. It's not like Deepa suddenly did all these things. And now she could just only work five hours a day. She made a decision. I'm only going to work five hours a day. So if I'm only going to work five hours a day, but we still have to reach these business goals and these financial goals, what is the best use of my five hours? Then what else needs to be done? I need to delegate that because my time is maxed up. Is that how you approached it? Like, this is the decision and a non-negotiable for me, five hours a day. I got there. You told me that probably our first or second session that I had to eventually get to, you know, deciding that this is how much I'm going to work and I make. And I I was listening to that saying, Rita, you have no clue. My business is different. And and that whole my business is different is such a myth. It's it does not exist. No. And I didn't believe you when you said that. And then I ended up doing exactly that. And now my five hours is non-negotiable. And I still religiously track every single minute. If anything, my tracking has gotten more fine-tuned, more progressive. I'm adding projects. I'm adding clients. And next next tax season, oh, boy, we're going to know exactly how much we spent on every client because we added those clients and projects on there. Yeah. That's the data. That's the next level data that comes from tracking your time, right? I know that a lot of people here, we just want that first level of data of like, where's your time going? What's the reality of your time? And how can we make some different decisions around it? Like setting the boundaries and setting the time blocks and setting the containers and what decisions need to be made. But what Deepa is talking about is that next level that is necessary to hit seven figures and beyond, which is like, how much money does a client actually cost to maintain? Or how much is a client acquisition really costing? Or, you know, what is the actual money out the door for every client that we service versus like the money that's coming in? And that that's the type of stuff that only time tracking is going to give you only time tracking, right? So what I want you guys to see, though, is what Deepa says, I'm going to make seven figures and multiple seven figures, but I'm only going to be in my business five hours a day, right? Then she's going to have to make some big, bold decisions around time for her team, around doing how many clients she can take, the kind of work she takes, the kind of work she turns down, right? Like you just make the decisions around that and then the choices to make that happen, which includes I'm setting boundaries. I'm going to uh, th- these are how I'm spending my time blocks. These are the things I have to implement to make it happen. Like these are the rates I have to charge. This is the client kind of work I'm going to outsource. This is the kind of work I'm going to keep. This is for an associate. This is for me, right? Like, and in fact, you. So to get to the magic, after we started working together, COVID hit really quickly. Like after we started working, and I two things that you said to me because one of your goals when you came to me was you wanted more money because you all, you wanted to pay your debt off. Like you were on a mission to pay off, to be debt-free, right? To, to have zero debt. And then you were also kind of like on this mission for more time with your family, 
more time with your family. These were two things that you wanted and you thought money is the thing that's going to get me there, not time is the thing that's going to get me there, right? But COVID hit and I remember you saying, well, I guess it's just going to be longer until I pay off my debt because of COVID because I'm not going to get as much business and I'm not going to have as many clients, right? Because of COVID. So what actually, like, why do you think, I, I guess I'm curious about two things, Deepa. Why was that your initial thought was just, oh, well, this is going to be a negative impact to my business. And then what ended up happening in reality around that? Funniest thing ever. So my business is very in-person. I have maybe 30% of my clients are remote or out of state or online, as I call it. So, you know, we deal with mail and we deal with Zoom and everything. 70% 70% of my clients are in-person business. They like to come. They like to talk to me. They like to make sure the office is still around. They make It's their social visit of the year. And um, I thought, oh, no, this is going to be awful. I'm not going to, none of these people are going to come in. They may try to do their returns on their own. <laughs> Nobody's going to do their return on their own. Please, Deepa, whatever. But that didn't happen. And everybody adapted. So for the seniors who don't have email addresses and who can't do remote and who are under lockdown, they sent their kids. Everybody adapted to the situation and business actually grew. It did not stop or slow down. It did kind of in April, but that was because we didn't know how to handle COVID. Then they extended the tax deadline. My business grew and the September 15th deadline was the biggest deadline ever. And not only did I pay off all my debt ahead of time, I actually have more money in my bank account than I've ever had because we've been so careful about our boundaries around collection and, you know, getting the returns done. And everything just became so efficient. And these are all happy byproducts because I don't think I paid that much time to making collections efficient or anything. It's just because we were so careful about our time and who's going to do what and how we're going to do it. Those things just ended up being a happy coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one thing I really like, right, again, this goes into the the bucket of like making a decision that your thoughts really create your reality, right? Your thoughts really cre- create your reality. So if you really believe I have to work 60 hours a week and that's the only way my business is going to thrive, then you can, you're not going to be able to have a thriving business without working 60 hours a week, right? If you really believe, oh, COVID's going to hurt my business, I can't make more money during COVID, then probably you're not going to make more if you really believed that, right? I think that when you messaged me and said, hey, I think now everything's going to take longer. And I was like, well, what if you just allowed yourself to believe that this was actually going to like boom your business, right? What if you allowed yourself to just really, what would that look like for you? And what would that feel like for you, right? And you started saying, well, maybe it'll be like this and maybe it'll be like that. Maybe I'll still be, right? You start finding evidence to back up your, your mindset. And one thing I want everybody to see here is that while we were working on strategy around time and time blocking and productivity and all of this stuff, what we were really working on was Deepa's mindset, right? We were really working on her mindset around, I can make the decisions and then everything will work out to support those decisions if I just work it until it works. If I just do the things I need to do to make that decision work, it will work. That's the only thing that will work that decision, right? And so that's where the magic started happening. When she believed well, well, wait a minute, like, I still will grow my business. You're right. I still will uh, pay out. Now, she didn't know where it was going to come from or how it was going to happen. There was still a little bit in her head of like, 
I don't think it's going to come from clients. <laughs> I don't think it's going to come from this. Like, sure, Rita, I'll still believe that like I can do all this stuff. But as she started to allow herself to just decide what was going to be true for her, the evidence started backing up to support it, right? So then when it turned into time being your most important asset, because you wanted more of it with your family, you wanted more of it to not be in-person clients. You you made the decision, I'm changing my business model to be more efficient, to be more effective, to need less of my time. And it's not that she manifested COVID, guys. But like, I want to show that like, you really do, like the universe starts sending you what you need to make that happen, right? And what she saw was evidence that my clients can adapt. I can set any boundary I want. I can set any rule I want. My clients respect me. They want me. They're still going to work within my boundaries, right? So then she was able to make decisions around her her life, right? So what things did you start wanting and start manifesting in your life when you started seeing that anything was possible? Yeah. So we have wanted to move house because I have, you know, I have two kids with special needs and they're going to be living with us and now they're adults. So we were planning to be empty nesters. It turns out we're not going to be, which is fine. I love my girls. They're wonderful. They're very bold and lovely. And they're going to be with us for a long time. So we needed a bigger house. And um, we thought that, you know, we had preset ideas on what we could and couldn't afford. And turned when we started looking, and we started looking, we were now debt free. And so that really opened things up for us. And uh, thanks to the mindset of being able to pay off all the debt, that was great. No hindrances. My husband got a raise at work, he got a higher position. Suddenly with COVID, my business is growing. We moved into a house that we are moving on Wednesday into a house that I would not have seen in my wildest dream. I mean, it is it is not just a dream house, it's like stunning that it it just I have no words. It just well, this is what, so and, when uh, Deepa like took a little break after the tax season. She was like, when we knew this was coming, she's like, look, Rita, when I get through the new tax season, I always take a little bit of time off and decompress. So I won't have a session or two with you for a while. And then all of a sudden I was like, Deepa's not coming back. <laughs> Where's Deepa? Why is Deepa not coming back? And she was like, you will not believe it, Rita, that everything you told me that I could manifest, like I've started manifesting it. And the decision, I want to get back to the decision was I, I plan for my life first. And then I make my business support the life that I want to have. But my life is my priority. And that's where I'm going to put my time and my energy, my attention and my focus. And I'm just going to make decisions around the business to support the life. That included, yes, how many hours you work, but because of where you wanted to spend the time was with your family, right? It was with your your girls and your husband, even though your husband was very busy <laughs> with this time period too, right? Being in the medical industry, like very busy, right? But like, you just started saying, no, I'm going to make choices that make what I want in my life work out. And you got clear about what you really wanted in your life, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how is your life now? Like, tell us a little bit about since, since treating time like your most important asset and saying, wait a minute, I'm going to plan my life first. I want people to see that's what she did. I want to schedule the life I want first. When do I not want to be working? When do I want to be taking time for me? What time do I want to start working? She was going in at nine. She didn't want to go in at nine. She's like, I don't want to go in at nine o'clock. Like, I want time with my girls. I want time with my husband. I want to be eating dinner with my family. I want like, here's what I want to be true around 
my life. And here's what I want to be doing during my personal time. I want it to feel like this. I want it to look like this. I want to be doing these things. Now, here's what I need for my business to support all that, right? What has become true for you since doing that? Yeah. So my girls need a little bit more attention in the morning. And I hated having to leave at night because then I was rushed. You know, I would have to rush them and then I would rush. All for what? It's my business. So I, I decided that I only get to the office at 11. And for those who want nine o'clock appointments, well, you know, I'm either not available to do it or we have to schedule it far out ahead where I can plan for it better. Like it's not going to happen tomorrow. You don't get to book a nine o'clock appointment tomorrow. And yeah. everybody adapted to the 11. Suddenly there was nobody who needed a nine o'clock appointment or a 930 appointment. And then I decided I would leave at four, four or 430, you know, depending on traffic and things like that. And initially during COVID, there was no traffic. And now it's coming back on. But I left at four. And that was fine because I was done with my work. I didn't have to take work home. And so just deciding that meant I had time to get home, decompress, make dinner, and have dinner with my family. And not, you know, rush home at 6.30 and then have to order out or just throw some mac and cheese in. All these made such a huge difference in the quality of life because yeah. my business was going to be fine because I went in from 11 to 4. It, I didn't need to be there from 9 to 30. Yeah, again, I think a lot of that is wrapped up in all of the mindset stuff around the value and everything we talked about. But guys, I just wrote some points down from what Deepa said, which is number one, you have to first decide, well, what do you want to do around time? Because I have plenty of time to do everything I want, or I can definitely live my life first to make my business support. You really believe that there's plenty of time to do whatever you want. If you truly 100% believe that, you would totally plan your life first, right? Like you have to make choices in alignment with the belief system that you've created around time. And the biggest thing for Diva was stepping into that CEO role. And she was able to do that the minute that she saw from time tracking. Again, I just want to get time tracking. <laughs> I'm like saying it in the microphone for podcast, like time tracking, track your time, right? That was the data she needed to say, oh my goodness, like, here's how I can be the CEO. Here's what this means. I can really be delegating. I can be setting boundaries. And I'm spending most of my time thinking about and worrying about my business and like consuming things for it and not doing it. So it wasn't just that she delegated and it wasn't just that she freed up time. It was that then the time that she has, she's doing big, high level CEO things. She said, I can spend my time doing big things to move the needle forward, working on big projects, making these bigger decisions, really doing what's in the best interest of my business. And she's not filling her day with busy tasks. She's not, so it's not as easy as just, well, I can work five hours a day and grow my business. It's like, you still have to be working your hours on the things that only you can do and that will move your business forward the most, right? And I think sometimes we feel like we can't do those things because we're so full of like the busy work and the busy work has to be done, but you don't have to be the one to do the busy work, right? Yeah. And I still religiously track my time. Like every single day, I know exactly where my my four or my five hours is going and what clients got, get that time and what tasks get that time. And so I always know if there's a day that I forget to turn the clock on, I am miserable because I've just lost some such important data and I, I get really upset. So um, I set myself reminders. As soon as I go in, my time clock turn gets turned on and I record. 
I've got the entire four or five hours mapped out. It's, uh, we don't mess around with that. That is a no. deal breaker. It's got to be done every day. So I hope you guys see that, right? What is, set your non-negotiables around your time, set your rules around time, set what you want to be true around time and then say, I can't change that, right? I can only make decisions that support that. Because when you do that, when you treat time and not money as the most important asset in your life and business, everything lines up to give you the life that you want and to give you, because that's what taking you to the next level in business and life is about, is about time and how you're spending it and what you're doing with it, right? And so since Deepa kind of embraced this mindset, right, I, I want you guys to see again that what she said was, I paid off all my debt. We actually have more money than I thought. I got more business than I thought. I manifested the house of my dreams. I am spending more time with my kids. In fact, she told me one day, like, even our routine is calmer. Everything has worked out for like everyone, her kids included, who have special needs. Like COVID was a was a benefit in terms of really having a schedule that made them thrive. And she didn't want to give that up. It wasn't like, well, now I'm going to give that up to go back to work all the time. And and now that things are kind of getting back to normal, it's like, no, this is a non-negotiable. So now I'm just going to continue to make decisions to this, to support the life I want. And, and the biggest habit, the biggest tangible of what makes millionaires, millionaires, <laughs> what makes seven-figure business owners successful what, is tracking time and knowing treating it like the most important data, knowing where every minute is going, how every minute is being spent and aligning it with what you want to be true. Absolutely. It's, it's when I say life changing, I don't say that lightly. My life has literally changed. I have a whole new house. I have a whole new business and I have anxiety free special needs kids. Like that last one is priceless. That the two hours, the extra that I get to spend with them in the morning, it sets up their day. And I would say their anxiety is about 75 to 80% less than it was pre-COVID. You can't put a price tag on that. I'm sorry, you just can't. It's you can't. And also like you had really, I, I really want to, because I think people think that they're clear, they're kind of clear about the life that they want to live. But when you get really detailed, and this is what I want it to feel like, this is what I want the day to be like, this is the interaction I want to be having with my kids, this is the interaction I want to be having with my spouse, this is like the times I want to be doing it, and the locations and the environments and the places that I want all of this to be happening. That's when everything lines up and starts feeling magical because you notice it and you see it. And you make the decisions to support it. It's not like a house just fell into her lap, right? Like she had to see the house, decide to go after the house, like get the house, make the hard choice that in the middle of COVID, they were going to uproot their life and their house. And like, so it's not like the simplest thing to do. And I want people to understand manifestation is not just this magical things to start. You're still making choices and decisions, but you do it with ease because you've gotten really clear about what you want. And you set non-negotiables to support and, that. And let me tell you this. I even set time boundaries with my mortgage broker for the new house. I'm like, this is how much time I can give you. This is how much time I have available. So you need to batch your tasks. If you're going to ask me for 25,000 documents, that's fine. But it needs to be within this time limit. I have this much. And, and she started laughing. She's like, oh, you're one of those. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm one of those, right? Like I respect my time, right? So that's what I want everybody. If you don't walk away with anything else from listening to this and listening to Deepa, I want you to really say the most important thing I can do in my business, right? The most important thing is to treat time like my most important asset. And that means I need to track it, but it also means I need to respect it and I need to honor it. 
and I need to stand firm for it, right? And that means getting clear on a lot of these things. That means delegating and setting boundaries and making some of the hard decisions. But guys, I hope you can see this is the number one habit of getting to the next level. This is it. Knowing your time inside and out and making decisions from time, not making decisions from money. And if you do that, as Deepa showing you, like, Anything's possible. If someone who was an accountant during tax season with a huge team, two children with special needs, and a husband who's like pretty important in the whole COVID situation can have all of these things happen working only five hours a day, making over seven figures, realizing more and better clients, more ideal clients, and living this life. Like you can too. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you can too, because I guarantee you, when Deepa came to me, she did not think any of this would be possible, especially not this quickly. So guys, thank you, Deepa, for being here. If you have any questions, guys, I see you guys watching. I see a lot of you just thumbs up, liking it. You're probably sitting here going, okay, I better start tracking my time. There's a great free app to do this called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. I think it's called Toggle Track now. And you can use that. It's a desktop app and a phone app. And it gives you some really great, easy ways to categorize and, and, and break down your time. But in just one week, one week, you will see and start making different decisions in your business based on what you see from, from tracking your time. So um, Deepa, thank you for being here. I'm so excited thank for you. Thank you for having me and thank you for changing my life. No, and, and we're not even done. We're not even done yet. We're only like a few months into it because again, things can happen quickly if you just decide that you want to, but then you have to make the decisions to support what I mean, you have to make the choices to support the decisions, right? Like, that's a big thing. You can't just decide. You have to make choices. And that can be scary. And that's where knowing what are the most important things to do. And so real quickly, that's what Deep and I really are in the middle of working on. And what we've been working on is my my most important thing process, right? And my most important thing process is like, just know the five most important things to do in your business. And if you just focus on these things, then you can, it's by saying no to tons and saying yes to only a few things that your business will grow and you'll get more by doing less, right? So what, I guess for people who are curious, because everybody knows I have my program out there right now, the most important thing that is taking people through this five-step process. What would you say to people who are thinking, should I work with Rita? Should I not work with Rita? Could this process really help? Is it really about like saying no to everything? And, you know, when everybody's like, well, what has she said no to? We narrowed her audience. We didn't expand her client base. We narrowed her client base, right? We started talking about the number one way to build awareness and only having to do that to build awareness. We started talking about, and what we're working on now, is how do I nurture the relationships? Which way? Not all the ways. What's the best way? Like, if I'm going to do things to grow my business, I just want to do the one most important thing in every category. And that's it, right? So what would you say for people who are like, could that work? Is working with Rita cool? Should I be in this program? What would what would you tell them? I would say, listen, your business is not special. Your business is not different. Work with Rita because I am in one of the most time intensive industries as we, we're so deadline based. We run on deadlines. And I got myself to a point where I have no overtime during deadlines. I mean, that that's like, I mean, no no firm in my industry does that. So work with Rita because she's going to show you a way that is going to work for you. It's intuitive. She's going to guide you to doing what's right for you in the way that you work 
she didn't make me force me to do anything. She just pointed me in the right direction and allowed me to pick what was right for me. So work with Rita, people. I mean, it's it's life changing. Oh, thank you. And guys, I put the link up and I'll put the link in the comments. This program, right, is is probably the most fun program that I run. It's a group it's a combination of like a course and a group coaching program. It's got six weeks worth of modules. Again, the most important thing in the key areas, you do personalize it because like Deepa said, I'm not going to force you to do a certain thing to grow your business. It's got to be the right thing for the life that you want to live, your strengths, your skills. I'll just guide you on really going all in on the way that you pick. And so this program has a personalized track at week five to allow you to do that, but you will treat time as your most important asset. You will clearly know who you serve and how you help them. You will have defined packages and ways that you can solve problems for people. You will have a good awareness and relationship nurturing strategy so that you can just do those most important things, make all the decisions around time that you want and have the life that you want to live because that's why you're in business, right? Is to live the life that you want to live. And so that's what I want to help you do. And I will never make you do something in a way that you don't want to do only in alignment with your values, only in alignment with what works for you. And when you make these decisions, like Deepa showed you, you can see what's possible. So this is also my lowest cost like investment program. It's only $497 for all six weeks. And you get live Q&A with me every week. And you get, um, if you sign up, there's still the early bird bonus of two group coaching sessions. You're going to get all the content. You're going to get my eyes on your business. You're going to get a community for $497. So if you're really serious about getting to the next level of your business, I promise you this will be one of the best financial investments that you make, but mainly because you're going to realize so much time because that's the first thing I'm going to have you focus on. This program will not take a lot of time. It is, it is actually made to be 10 minutes a day in 30 minutes a week you'll be able to move your business forward in just six weeks at like 30 minutes to maybe an hour tops every week. So anyway, thank you, Deepa, for being here. Thank you for sharing your story around time, how you grew your business. I'm so excited that you've manifested your house and I can't wait to hear all about it. And um, yeah, if you guys have any questions for Deepa, feel free to put them in the comments. She'll Between her move, she'll check them or I'll make sure she hears the questions and I'll get you guys the answers, okay? So if you're thinking, I don't know if this could really be true for me, ask your questions. We will absolutely answer them for you. So, And thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. And everybody, thank you for joining us. And I will uh, be talking to you guys every single day this week. So tomorrow at one o'clock, Wednesday at one o'clock, Thursday at one o'clock, Friday at one o'clock, I am bringing you a client every day to talk about something different. So today we talked about time and the importance of time. Tomorrow, we're talking about how to get in front of the right audience so that you can make more sales on in your business. And on Wednesday, we're going to talk about content and creating content that really connects, like how to be efficient with your content for the purpose of like really growing your business. And then we're also talking about networking and like the truth around networking and how you can really make networking work. And then on Friday, we're going to talk about community building and the difference between an audience and a community and what community can really do and how can you be efficient at building a community around your business. So we're going to be talking about these things because guys, these are the most important things that you can do in your business. Take control of your time. Don't let time control you. That's number one. That's what we talked about today. I would love if you all just started tracking your time and started telling me all about it. And I would love more if you guys join me in the program, The Most Important Thing. There are already 16 other women signed up, ready to go. The Most Important Thing starts October 5th. 
So there's still plenty of time. You can check out the information if you want to get on the phone and see if it's a good fit for you. But if you sign up by this Friday, you get inclusion in two group coaching sessions. And participants said that the group coaching sessions were a huge benefit for taking what they learned and really applying it and moving it forward in a big way. So you're not going to want to miss out on those bonuses. So if you're on the fence, let me know. We can chat. I just don't want you to miss out on those bonuses, okay? Um, but yeah, for $497, guys, I'm going to be teaching you the same things that you just heard Deepa say, right? Changed her life, allowed her to hit multiple seven figures as an accountant doing like during tax season, working only five hours a week while taking care of her two uh, children who are adult children with special needs, manifesting her house, moving, and her business is still growing while she's working less. You're going to learn the same things. I'm not holding anything back in this program. You're going to learn all the same things. It's just a much more affordable investment than private coaching. So anyway, if you have questions, let me know. Otherwise, I will talk to you all soon. And let's see, Mildred says, I am so signing up to Toggle right now. And she says, great interview, Rita and Deepa. So yes, Toggle guys, sign, I, sign up for Toggle. I need to come up with my own time tracking app one day, I guess, but Toggle is great. <laughs> like sign up for Toggle. Really like that is the the habit, Mildred, of a millionaire is just really like taking time and treating it like that important asset. And I guarantee if you treated money like your most important asset, you all know where your money is going for the most part. You know where it goes in, you know where it goes out, you know how much you have, what you can cover, you have budgets, you have you know definite rules around your money. The same thing needs to be true around time, in fact, more so than money to get to that next level. And I don't care if your next level is your first client, your first $5,000. A ten thousand dollar a month, a twenty thousand dollar a month, or like Deepa, multiple seven figures in her in your business, more time for your family. But guys, this is it. Okay, this is it. It's the support and the information, and I'm giving everyone in the most important thing the same information that I give private clients like Deepa that help Deepa do what she did. And guys, I looked back. We started working in February, February, March, April, and we haven't talked for two months. So February, March, April, May. And then there was a little bit of June and she's taken a break for like July and August, right? And we started talking this month. So in five months, in five months, she was able to go from a 60 hour week, right? To a 25 hour week from the house that she was too cramped in to manifesting her dream home, to spending more time with her children, to having an effective team, to working with her ideal clients, all from making these decisions and doing this with time. So anyway... I hope to see you in the most important thing. I hope to see you tomorrow at one o'clock when we talk about getting in front of the right audience and I'll answer any questions that you've got. Take care, everybody. Bye. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMimiDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.